The League of Legends betting podcast is brought to you by my patrons at patreon.com slash LOL. There you can find bonus content like in-depth articles on macro trend analysis and league previews, as well as thoughts on breaking news and the podcast picks before the show is released to platforms. You also get to support your creators more directly. Patreon.com slash LOL. That's G-E-L-A-T-I-L-O-L. Good afternoon, everybody. It's currently Sunday, January 21st at around 2.15 p.m. Eastern. We are right smack in the middle of the LEC Sunday slate. Uh, Just again, apologies for the scheduling mishap with my post and really with this podcast yesterday. Uh, I had Monday and Sunday's LEC slates crossed up. So did the sports books, by the way. But um, the official schedule, somebody informed me. Thank you. You know who you are. A couple people did informed me that the official schedule was different and we got it all sorted out wasn't ideal but here we are um everything should be on the patreon now so even if we didn't get it on the podcast you can check it out there uh i'm not gonna cover the sunday games on this show or the monday games on this show because i already covered them in the podcast yesterday and on you know in the patreon as well so uh this will be a little bit shorter just to briefly recap a little bit uh we had uh, this is the Saturday games. We had uh, opening day in the LCS on Saturday night. It was only the four games. That's what all the slates are going to be because there's only eight teams now. There weren't too many takeaways. A couple of things I wanted to point out. Um, first of all, Cloud9 are probably just a unit. Like, they're an absolute wagon of a team. So, they're just stomping everyone. I've got it from a pretty good source that they're just completely clowning on people in scrims as well. There's a good chance that they're, like, a full tier above everyone for a while until some of these new rosters kind of get their feet under them and really get some momentum going i mean if you think about it energy had the full roster return they have the most continuity of any team in the league they're completely running it back and they got absolutely shit stomped by cloud nine yesterday so uh, again it's early it's one game it's weekend just all the news surrounding it and everything makes me feel like the cloud nine might just be better than everyone for a while until they're tested so yeah, we rode with that again today. We took the we had that I ended up adding Cloud Nine kill spreads for tonight's games. Besides our Cloud Nine bets, though, was not good yesterday. We got crushed. I think it was minus three point six six units on the day. Has not been a good start to the season, but you know it's a marathon, not a sprint. So, um, Shopify had kind of a nice momentum advantage over FlyQuest, but they had that tempo comp. They couldn't kind of balloon the lead enough or pick up a dragon soul so their their tempo comp kind of ran out of gas against FlyQuest scaling gold was never actually that much different so FlyQuest was in a good position but would have been nice to get Shopify home they were looking pretty good the good news is they looked pretty good so um the other games weren't all that informative but 100 Thieves did get the big upset against Liquid Sniper for those that don't know Sniper was like a prodigy like a challenger prodigy he was like he, he hit challenger he was like top 10 on the ladder when he was like 13 years old or something like that and he's it's been all these years and he's finally getting a chance to like play on the pro stage um obviously busted out the ribbon absolutely bodied everyone 100 thieves looked pretty good that was that was a fun game to watch so that's something to be um to look forward to as well the lck on sunday was kind of a banger slate uh hamwa did the hamwa thing where they looked shaky for half a game and then the other team screwed up and they ended up winning, uh, except they kind of did that in both games this time around. They probably should have lost this game one. Like, their first series, the lead, the gold lead wasn't actually that big. This one, the gold lead was substantial enough, and the scaling was good enough on Kwong Dong's side of things that 
I think they had a good enough lead here and a good enough comp to get this one home, but they just bungled it like, you know, bottom half teams do. Game two was like a lot closer looking than it actually was, I think, because the goal for overall, the goal was close, but Taeyun got absolutely smoked on Ezreal and Viper was on Kaisa, and that's already a brutal matchup for Ezreal and Fed Viper just wins most games. So, yeah, that's how that goes. Um, the second series was a real wild one. D-plus completely smashed game one, and they won like 25 minutes, made quick work in KT. KT ended up winning a 45-minute game two off of just a lot of goofy map shenanigans and split pushing. And You know, I'm not going to go into all of it here just to keep this brief, but perfect one a game going 0-8 and 7 on Udyr, which you're just not going to see very often outside of like solo queue. Felt very Singed-esque. If you know, you know. So, um, the third game was looking like one-way traffic for KT, and they sort of threw this game away as well. It got back to, like, even goal. I think they were up, like, 4 or 5K. Threw it all back, but they did end up closing after um, a goofy set of circumstances around the first Baron. It was a really late first Baron, too. So, yeah, really goofy set of games. Sloppy series, but it was a fun watch from both these teams, so that was fun. So we've got more LEC tomorrow. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna cover that here because again, I already touched on it yesterday because I crossed the slates up. But what I do have for tomorrow is the LPL opening day. Uh, for those of you that don't know, the LPL is the Chinese league. It is a 17-team league. A lot of people consider it the best league in the world. I do not, just for the record. But it's huge. It has a huge following. It's a very, very wild beast to bet on, but I did okay with it last year. And we have op- we have two really, really interesting opening day matches this year. First up, we've got Billy Billy Gaming, minus 242. The minus 1.5 maps is at plus 132. The plus 1.5 is at minus 585. Against Top Esports, plus 194 on the money line, plus 1.5 maps at minus 160, minus 1.5 at plus 418. So... I've discussed this before. Priors don't really mean much in professional League of Legends like they do in traditional sports because the combination of the game being completely overhauled and the percentage of rosters and coaching staffs that change relative to the traditional sports is a lot higher. But given the situation with these two teams, like Billy Billy are keeping four of the same people. They swapped they swapped out. Um, they change, they're changing head coaches, but it's still most of the same staff. And they swapped Yagao for Knight which is, I think, a small upgrade, but I discussed that in the Outrights article. Uh, meanwhile, Top Esports brought in uh, the OMG coaching staff, and along with the OMG coaching staff, OMG's mid laner, Cream. They also brought in 369 and Mako, who, you know, we're going to talk more about him later, but I essentially, he's I think he's probably the best support in Chinese history, and he's one of the best supports in League of Legends history. So it's a huge loss. I don't care who you're bringing in. It's a Big shoes to fill, and we're going to talk more about that later. But Top have made more changes overall. I think the upside for this lineup is there. I also think it's – I talk about it in the Outright article, but they introduced more volatility and less stability to this lineup than they had last year. The Cream's a much more volatile, volatile player than Rookie was, and the top side of the map is also a lot more volatile. But they're kind of exchanging that for potentially more stability in the bottom lane. But I, I'm not really sure. We're, I'm not. I'm really not sure how it's going to go with this team. It could be really bad, really good. 
I'd expect them to be pretty good. They just have a lot of talent, but it could be a rough going at first. So this handicap is basically continuity versus not continuity. This is not all that different a price from what it would have been in summer. Um, my models would have priced this like minus 190 plus 145. But if you factor in the continuity and the roster changes and stuff, I think adding you, you have to kind of figure out if that extra 50 cents is for continuity in the week one matters to you or not. If it does, cool. If it doesn't, then I think this is like a top esports or pass situation. I didn't play anything in this. I lean toward top esports money line, but I it's probably pretty close to fair price. Next up, we've got Royal Never Give Up, minus 119. Minus one and a half maps is at plus 122, or plus 222, sorry. Uh, plus one and a half maps at minus 332. Versus EDG, Edward Gaming, minus 101. Plus 1.5 maps at minus 281. Minus one and a half is at plus 258. RNG are mostly running it back with the same core, but they brought in Let Me uh, and his assistants for the coaching staff. They added LWX as a second AD carry option. Embarrassment of riches there if you think about it. But more, most importantly, it's looking like Ming is going to be back. So I mentioned in the League Preview and Outrights article, I actually played RNG Outrights at the market price. I'm very, very bullish on this roster. It's a good blend of experience and young, you know, experienced players and hungrier younger players that are kind of hitting their second and third and fourth years. Uh, I think they're primed to peak at the right time, and they have quite a bit of continuity on this team too, so... I like teams like that where like it's all kind of coming together at the right time. On the other hand, EDG are making a lot more changes. They have a new coaching staff. They lost their best player in Mako, and you know not just the best player, but like one of the best to ever play the position, really in the game's history, not just in China. Um, and they're <laughs> they're switching him out for Vampire, who is essentially a kid they plucked from the solo queue ladder. He's played three games in the preseason tournament, and that's all we have on him, really. If there was any kind of example of, like, a plus 10 to a negative 10 swing at a single position, this is like going from... This would be like going from Patrick Mahomes to, like, Tim Boyle. Now, maybe Tim Boyle... Maybe in this case, Tim Boyle ends up being good, but we just... We have, like, zero info on him, more or less. So, yeah... Very, very green, very raw, and you're going from, like, the best to ever do it to that is a huge, huge change. Um, the the interesting thing here is that price-wise, this isn't far off from where the books would have priced it toward the end of summer. But I think RNG are just a straight-up better lineup right now. I think EDG might eventually get there. But on day one like this, I'd be completely shocked. I actually I don't play a whole lot in the LPL in the first week because... Pre-Chinese New Year, there seems to be a lot of really weird outcomes, but I actually played RNG Moneyline minus 119, and I'm going to play RNG minus 1.5 maps at plus 222 for a quarter unit as well. That's going to be it for me today. I will see you guys tomorrow.